Welcome to Everyone Loves Lulu. I'm your girl, Miss Lulu. I am so excited. Brand new episode of Everyone Loves Lulu. See, hear, and speak love. And as you can see, I am still in fabulously loungewear. Or it's a fancy way of saying that I'm in pajamas. <laughs> but you know what? This world has been so crazy and um, there's so much uncertainty. But what I am certain about is just my newfound love for... PJs, right? Am I right though? Yeah, so you're comfortable and you can be as cute as you want to be. So look at, we could dress it up, dress it down. But anywho, um, if this is your first time tuning in to Everyone Loves Lulu, let me pop your cherry. You're probably wondering, what the hell is Everyone Loves Lulu about? Well, let me tell you. Everyone Loves Lulu is about you. It's about people. It's my everlasting love affair and passion for people. I can't wait to meet you. I, I, I want to remind you that we are all unique, right? And that we are an endangered species. That's right. You are an endangered species. And I want to hear your story. So Everyone Loves Lulu hopefully provides that opportunity for you so I can get to meet you. With that said, guess who my guest is? Okay, he's seven foot five. Take or leave a foot. And he is super cool. One of the coolest people I have ever met. Amazingly talented. I am so lucky to call him my brother-in-law. It's definitely one of the perks of marrying Talmanta Gray was that I gained an awesome brother-in-law. He's got so much game, right, that he snagged himself a former Miss America. But truly, she's the real Miss America in our hearts. The only one to be honest. Um, and he's got a voice of an angel. I know, like if Fergie and Jesus Christ had a baby, it would sound just like him. <laughs> so help me welcome Loa Grayson. Woo woo! Thank you, I can remove this right <laughs> yeah. now. Okay, I think they all guessed before I took this right? off. <laughs> right, because I mean like they knew all of your stats no, already. No, once you said Tomato's name, they were like, oh, that guy, that guy's brother, okay. I know. How is it, though? How are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. You know, got to relieve some COVID-19 weight. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you mean this COVID-30 that I'm COVID carrying 30. around? Oh, I wish. I mean, sometimes it's like the blessings, right? I'm like, isn't it during a pandemic you should be losing weight right now apparently we're just over there sitting at home lounging around see i'm still in my my pajamas oh, so <laughs> i tried to dress up in my pajamas but you know i wasn't sure what we were gonna see <laughs> i want to say that i saw this awesome meme earlier in the pandemic and it was a picture of like a, a couple handsome couple they were like cuddling in bed uh -huh. like half naked <laughs> and then it's like pre-covid and then you flip over and then uh, after, after COVID, COVID, during COVID, there's like two pigs, <laughs> pigs of two of pigs, like lying in the same position. Me and my wife were like, oh, that's, that's so hilarious, <laughs> but like kind of true, true, but like, oh gosh. Like I'm uncomfortably laughing because I can relate right now. <laughs> I got to show Mata that one because we yeah, can definitely, like, we'll have to repose exactly the same way. Yeah, it's too funny. All right. So before we start, we, in our culture and me being someone and you being someone, we like to start with the suo, right? So in every gathering or meeting, uh, we like to greet each other with drink and food. And so we have some drink over here and we're just going to remember the value of water, right? Because water <laughs> during the pandemic, water means life. I, this is true. It's very true. And so we'd like to make a toast to your very good health, Loa Grayson. Um, may you grow very, very, very old. Oh, wait, it's too late. You already know. I'm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> Cheers. Manuia, Manuia. Wow. I feel like Thor. With these cups? With the rainbow <laughs> cups, though, but it's not as... You remember these cups. You oh, should know these cups know. very well. Uh, Sex in the City, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think your, your husband owns them. Oh, man. He, he, he's, I definitely... I have to rent them out from him every single time. So we shared Christmas together, and so you know a little bit about these cups and how very precious they are to me. The girls had a Sex in the City um, kind of party just us girls and during christmas we were doing a white elephant gift right 
And the first gift that pops up. And the first gift that pops up. So Mata goes and picks, and he's number two. And he's going through all the gifts, and he just happens to pick this gift. And he opens it up with all his happiness. <laughs> he was so pissed off. He opened it up, and it was Sex in the City yeah. glasses. And as you know, as the first and the second pick, it's like, if you if you pick the worst gift, nobody's gonna nobody's steal it from gonna you. want it, right? Nobody's gonna no. steal it. So the whole time, what was he doing? He was trying to auction them off. Yeah, he's trying to sell it and like, <laughs> look at how awesome this is. You know, come on, girls, don't you want it? And we're like, hell no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they've made it on Everyone Loves Lulu. It is a it is definitely a mainstay here on the show. Told you, Mata. <laughs> It's it's the gift that keeps on giving to you. Yes. So, all right, let's start off with getting all our vanilla questions and the basics out of the way. Okay, okay. so for those of you who do not know this awesome dude, we get to know him a little better. Okay. All right, um, I'm just gonna fire off these questions as quickly as I can, and then you're gonna answer as quickly okay. as you can. Okay. You I got can pass, this? Right? <laughs> I can pass. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. There's no passing. No, I'm just okay. kidding. You can pass. You can pass. Okay. okay. What's your full birth name? Tini Fuloa Ramald Gray. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, we're going to have to like replay that, definitely. <laughs> um, what does it mean? What does Tini Fuloa mean? Uh, Tini Fuloa, well, when I asked my dad this question years ago, um, I don't know, I, maybe I caught him at the wrong time, but he just said, it means a long line of people waiting to go see this savage who's about to decapitate them and eat their heads. What? And sacrifice them. Like, I'm not going to ask you this question ever again. <laughs> Well, that's I can't a take you seriously. <laughs> so, in other words, you were probably wondering, Dad, did you hate me so much when I was born? To like, it was like walking into a savage. One yeah, I guess so. But it was, you know, he was passing by. But when I finally sat down with him, he explained to me, Tinifuloa is an ancient name. If you say Tinifuloa, you know, people will know that it's from Satufia Savai. Savai. Oh, wow. And uh, that name specifically for that because. Uh, he was the son of Fa'anana, the original Fa'anana, and he was given as a gift, you know, to be the son of, uh, gosh, I forgot the name of this. He was half savage, basically. Wow. Half man. He was like a demigod. Okay. Uh, but because he was uh, ransacking the villages back in Savai, back in the whatever the, the days was, um, you know, Tinifu Ulua was kind of given to him as a son to help him, you oh. know, to do everything that he, he needed. And, and so he was, you know, that Tinifu Ulua basically kind of was like... Uh, Later on, it also meant a group of women and children, like who were, you know, they were being captured. So it's so weird. I don't know the full story, <laughs> but why? So in you're the world either would you're either in a line to go meet a savage, or you're yeah, a group of women, a women and, children. and children. Yes, that's the story of my life. But <laughs> that's know, awesome. Yeah, it's so weird. But anyways, Tini Fulo is is given. Uh, they call it. I mean, oh, okay. Basically, when they when For they give the, yeah when they give the kava to Fanana Jerome, my father, they don't say his name Fanana. He Tinifuloa. So they call Tinifuloa, and when the Matai is here Tinifuloa, they're like, oh, okay, that's where he's from. He's from this he's part from of Savai. That's yeah. so great. Okay, can we just quickly though? I um, thought it was quick segue. No, oh, yeah, but no, but but quickly segue to yeah. Ramald. Ramald, <laughs> your middle name. Come on now. The fact that you actually admitted that, I am so. I'm feeling very privileged. The guys are feeling awkward right now in here. <laughs> Ramald. My mom is a hardcore Catholic, and uh, you know he she picks the names. All our middle names are all uh, like Matas is Jerome, mm -hmm. not just because it's my dad, but because but it's you know, also it's the same a and everything. Right. But uh, Ramald kind of falls in the same day and month uh, that that um, that saint was born, I guess. You know, so she looks in the books of saints, and there was Ramald. Ramald. And I'm like, wow, that's such a weird. Day. But <laughs> in my birth certificate, it's A U, and on my ID, it's U A, and I still don't know how it's really Result? spelled. Oh my goodness! I think it works when it comes to credit checks. Yeah. So that way, I'm not that You're guy. Like, I'm no, that that's, guy. Right, right. What, whichever one's better, right? Sure. That's gonna be who's the got, one you. Who's pick. got the good credit? Oh, that's me. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Okay, now um, your birth date or the you know how 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 um, young are you? <laughs> Twenty five. <laughs> Twenty was that? Twenty five? Yes. No, okay, yes. good, good, good. With some experience, Ooh, plus yeah. tax. A little bit. <laughs> you just had a birthday too, so yes. happy birthday! February 6th. Yeah, Thank I, you very much. Which I love because um, it's also close to Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm a hardcore football that's fan. That's true. That's true. <laughs> February sixth is also. Uh, uh, two famous people, I, you know, because I, I always remember when people say, "Hey, you had the same birthday as uh, Bob Marley." 
so apparently, how did I not realize that? And Ronald Reagan, for those of you on the I, other <laughs> side, <laughs> they're both on the same. You're either day. like Bob, that, okay. Bob or that's Ronald good to guy. know. Yeah, but February sixth. February sixth. So is that kind of like your personality too? You can be like either uh, a Bob Marley yeah, or, or, a Ronald or, or Ronald Reagan. <laughs> uh, you know, it depends which kid I'm talking to during the day. That makes sense, <laughs> and it's also kind of like how your name is. You're either a savage or yeah. you're a group of women and children. I, that's it, folks. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> now, how did you come up with um, Law Grayson? Well, I think that was you. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. You're out of here. And everyone loves Lou, Law right. Grayson. Well, you know, Law is uh, also the middle part of my name. And uh, and I feel like there were so many grays, <laughs> especially when all my siblings started getting married. And, right. You know, everybody's a gray. I'm like. You know what? Everybody is also shining, which is great. I'm glad, but I think I Darn need to separate myself somehow. <laughs> how, do, how do I stand so, out from this so, group? Yeah, it wasn't just that, of course. Uh, you know, it, I think uh, people call me Tini, as you know, uh, family and friends, and uh, it was a it was a, a childhood name. And uh, I just, you know, felt like I needed to be Sasha on the stage. Yeah? <laughs> You're so Sasha what's my Fierce. Sasha Fierce name? <laughs> Loa Grayson. So Loa Grayson was it. So I love that. I mean, in Chinu Fuloa, you took the Loa part and yeah. then you being the son of Gray, right? The, right, one right, of the sons, one of, sons yeah. of Gray. Yeah. No, the son of Gray. The Don't worry. Manta's not here, so he doesn't need to. <laughs> he doesn't need any part of it. He doesn't need so Grace. You got enough sunshine on that end. Amen to that, boy. Let's talk about a Devo. No. <laughs> it's hard to be in his shadow, even though he's the baby brother, huh? My goodness. Um, okay, so back on track here. Okay. Your where are you from originally? Uh, you know, a lot of people think I was born in Samoa, but I was born in Orange County, California, believe it or not. Crazy. Oh, see in the house. <laughs> Bubble boy. No, you, you know, I know. Yeah, my parents, they uh, they were touring at the time when my dad first moved here in the 70s, you know, and I was born out there in Newport. Wow. I know, of all places, right? It, it was Newport Beach or Orange County Hospital around that area. And then a year later, my other sister, Cisa, was born in Boise, Idaho, because he had a contract out there at a hotel. <laughs> I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a I theme know. here. <laughs> right, but it was right around that time. My dad was like, this is too much for the kids. I think we're going to head back to Samoa and raise a family. So that's when Mata and Anna were born out there. And I was pretty much raised till I was about 13. That's so awesome. And you were actually yep. in American Samoa, and you were also in, yep. w- in Independent uh, four Samoa. Four years in American, and then uh, Polu, I was there for six years. Yeah. And then after that, you um, migrated to Hawaii. To Hawaii. <laughs> 89, I think I remember it clearly because my dad was like, you know what, it's time for us to go out there and, and uh, get an education for you guys. It was either New Zealand or America. And my dad's my dad's belief is like, you know what, America sent the people to the moon. We're going to America. See, that's you know, why that, he's the man, the myth, the, the man. legend, man. And then we were like, are we going to California or Hawaii? Right around that time, they had the riots. We saw on CNN, he's like, we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's uh, hold off. <laughs> I think LA's a little rough right now. Yeah, we'll wait, till yeah, it comes we'll wait until it calms down. Oh, that's pretty smart. And yeah. so you were in Hawaii for quite a bit. Well, I was in Hawaii for about, uh, yeah, all my high school years till college. Okay, and you're actually in a pretty famous or well-known high school um, in Hawaii. St. Louis High School, yeah. it was. Uh, it, I mean, they're on the top there with football. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of NFL guys come out of so there. But I didn't go there for football, that is. Oh, okay, right. But I'm, I'm sure the coaches were, like, all in love when they saw how tall you were and – well, I was a lanky kid at freshman, but, you know, I kind of started hitting the weights uh, sophomore, junior. That was when I started playing. But, you know, I, I had no you know, Idea intention about- to play football. I'm not a fool. football. <laughs> you know, I, was, uh, I wish the band guy came up to me and say, hey, we need some guys some- to play in the band. But, no, it was the head coach who came up to me, Cali, great guy, and he said, like, what are you doing? How come you're not playing football? You're wasting. You know, we're what wasting big bodies. <laughs> you should be out there on the field. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like, cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, your spouse's name, if you want to tell. Angela Gray. Angela Gray. <laughs> Another Gray. Another Gray. More Grays. And um, she is a former Miss America. 2001 Miss America so awesome and she just had come out of the um, it was during the 9-11 wasn't it yep uh, she was 2000 Miss Hawaii Mm -hmm. and then she went over to Atlantic City and she went uh, 2001 now there's a story there I mean I know these are supposed to be quick fire that's why it's island time 90 seconds okay wow because we could just dive into it as we come (laughs) along but didn't you propose to um, Angie 
on one of those stages? I did. Uh, Miss Hawaii, when she came back to give up her crown as Miss Hawaii, we had a singing group called Rain, and we were singing Blue Hawaii while she was dancing the hula. And uh, we were kind of keeping it a secret, obviously. In the middle <laughs> of the song, I got down on my knees, and I sang the song from Stevie Wonder. Like, uh, I forgot it was called. Here we are on oh. together. Got down on my knees and, uh, you know, gave the ring. And it was on live TV, so people thought it was like a prank or, or like, it was like, oh, it's part of the show. It's <laughs> right, part of right, the song. right, right, right. And everybody's like, wait a minute. She's saying yes. She's crying. Everybody's crying. And like, and she had no idea. She had no idea. Oh, my god! And I got it because, guys, don't do this. Please ask the father's permission because <laughs> you're going to pay for it later. So I never asked the dad's permission. That was the biggest mistake. Kind of runs in the family. Yeah, it does. Quite a bit. <laughs> no, but, I mean, obviously it worked out for the best. Eventually. And I think you did it really great in the, in the sense that you put it on TV. So it's kind of hard to say no to you then when, when the whole world has already seen that Angie said yes. Right. And the thing was nobody knew we were dating at the time because as Miss America, you're not allowed to have any boyfriends. Oh, or, you know, you're right, you know. right, to have a significant So other. when this guy, like, who is this guy? Like, came out of nowhere. said yes, and then, <laughs> but I ran downstairs, and people were trying to figure out who the heck was that guy. Like, so it was like it's not a prank. It's for real. Like, for we real. really are dating. Right. I'm not just arm candy, guys. <laughs> yeah. And there were a lot of people skeptical, like, oh, yeah, nah, that ain't going to last. You Publicity know, stunt. Miss America is supposed to marry, like, a movie star guy or, like. Uh, oh, yeah. And you, you know. are. So, look, it, you're you're a celebrity now. So, that works out. Yeah. <laughs> when she won, I was probably taking people. Oh, I was in an architecture firm. So, mm. I was work, working very kind of dry. Oh, I can't I wait to kind of <laughs> dig into that, you know, before your music career, mm -hmm. um, all the things that you did. Okay, so how many kids do you have? Uh, five. And which one's your favorite one? Uh, <laughs> the one at home right now. <laughs> so all of them, five babies. Five. Holy cow, you well, are truly a saint, Ramalt. Yeah, well, one baby. Yeah. <laughs> the other are kind of older. Uh, not all grown now, yeah. okay. Um, and your horoscope sign, do you know your sign? Aquarius. Okay, and is there something significant about Water Aquarius? babies. Okay. I love water. So you just flow, flow like water. Flow like water. <laughs> yep. Do you have any tattoos? Ah uh, no. Do you want any tattoos? Not really. No, no, you're good. <laughs> you know, there was I know. a time in my life, you know, ah, I want a tattoo. No, it's like, no. <laughs> like, like what kind of tattoo? Right here, like a uh, freaking. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I Something from home, I from guess. From home, you from know? Samoa. But then I was just like, you know, maybe I'm we're okay. good now. Uh, we're good. We're okay. Good. Um, <laughs> do you have any piercings? <laughs> no. No, okay. No wow, you're just like Wait, a does straight Mata? I don't that no, I don't he does know. Not. <laughs> wow, boring Mata. I know. Kings, I think you he thought they'd be like a little bit more party yeah. people. No way. He doesn't even have a tattoo, right? No, he doesn't have a tattoo. Wow. So none of you and your siblings have a tattoo except for um Cisa. Cisa. Mm -hmm. has a tattoo. Yep. And she got it uh she got it the old fashion yeah, yeah, the old way, the, the traditional way. The yep. Stuff, yeah. In in Samoa when she was young, actually a trip with dad, right? Probably. Was Maybe it? Maybe <laughs> when she came home, we were like, ah, I don't want it. No, <laughs> you're like, okay, <laughs> um, okay. So no piercings. Favorite color? Mm, green, I guess. Green. Do you have a lucky number? Twelve. Twelve? What? <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to explain. <laughs> You're like, just so, a good round, even number dozen. <laughs> my daughter, Kayla, number four, she was born on 12, 12, 12. Oh, that's true. She came two weeks early. And I was just like, wow, that'd be so weird if she was born on 12, 12, 12. And Angie's water broke. We went and she she came out on 12, 12, 12. I was like, what? I went to the bank the next day and people were in line. We were talking. I was like, hey, I had a daughter yesterday. They were like, Wow. And the guy was like, yeah, man, everybody came to the bank yesterday, all these Asians. Mm. I said, why? He goes, apparently 12-12-12 is the luckiest day in the millennium for them. So they all open up all these bank accounts. Because it's so supposed to be to wealth Vegas. and prosperity. Yeah. <gasps> what? So I'm taking Kayla to Vegas when she's old enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we're going to really test this 12-12-12 theory. Get daddy some scratchers. Oh, my <laughs> God. And I mean... And her ethnicity too, so she's yep. um, Filipino, Filipino and, yeah. and right because that's Angie Filipino and now Sam one. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of Asian going on there. As well. Asian going 12, 12, 12. Okay, that's 12, a good 12, 12. reason. Yep. And um, just so you know, at home, um, Kayla Moana mm -hmm. uh, Gray is is our goddaughter. So it's Mata's goddaughter, mm -hmm. and I get to inherit her. Yeah, you know, yeah. being married to him. So, and she she's your it. only daughter. Only daughter, four boys. It was all blue. <laughs> <laughs> One time, and then when we found out we were having a girl, then my mind went pink. We're like, oh my gosh, like this is so weird. We got to get used to pink. Is it so different having a girl versus having boys? It's definitely a different dynamic because she's very girly. Okay, you know, which she's is a very, great thing. Which is a good right? thing. 
But the boys toughen her up. Yeah. 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 No, I don't ever worry about Kayla. No, no. I worry about the boys when they mess with Kayla. <laughs> I know. I know. She can get away with it because she's like, I'm like putty in her head. And that's what I mean. Is it so much different for yeah. you? Like, because you're harder you on the boys. Yeah. Yeah. And so then your girl and comes Angie in. And hates it. You know? <laughs> because, well, and that's the dynamic, right? Because then she can be harder on Kayla. And she is, and I hate it. Because, <laughs> like, it's You're like, but she's on. the only one. Come on, babe. Um, okay, now, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Mm, I mean, flight is always great. I would love to fly. Okay, this is so crazy. We had, um, we had Mata on the show. Okay. And there's so many similar things about you too. So that's his superpowers. He wants to fly. Really? So I'm I thinking he mine. just <laughs> invisibility. Invisibility. <laughs> so while he's flying, you can trip him in the yeah, air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's nuts. I think he looked up to you so much that we oh. don't even realize how much. Because what's the what's the age difference between oh. you guys? The years seven, Six? close to eight. Seven, seven yeah. years. Yeah, and I'll you guys are the bookend boys. Yeah. <laughs> so you had lots of practice for your five kids yeah, then with Manta specifically with Manta. With Manta. and uh he he does really good in the diaper <laughs> in the oh. diaper area yeah. he's that's usually his his uh his his potty breaks he's usually like you've been oh, the I'm like me. man I'm like how long are you gonna be in there this is so great Six when he's not on the I know <laughs> when he's not on the microphone he can't really stand up for himself that's all right um okay so what animal would you be Oh, jeez. That's a good question. <laughs> Lion, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Just because you want to be the king, king of the, the jungle. jungle? Of course. Who well, doesn't want to be? I guess with the lion, really, you know. I thought you were going to be like, you know, Daddy Shark or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I'll be, a, I'll be the, the lion from Asgard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Favorite music genre? Uh, you know, lately, I love jazz. I've been getting into jazz okay. a lot. Been, Is it because you're really old now? No, I kidding. think so. I think you're it's more chill. A little bit more. Vibe-y. I just feel like my ears, my head wants to explore a little bit more musically, you know, and uh, I'd see what I can do. And I've been watching this thing on Amazon, like the history of jazz. Oh, cool. And I'm like blown away on where it started. New Orleans. I mean, it started with, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, with the, with the people that merged there with the the slaves. And oh, like okay. A, got it. Got it. So is that where like. Uh, it started with blues, basically. Got it. You know. And then it but became Neil Armstrong, more happier. Not Neil Armstrong. What's his name? Uh, Louis, Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. He was the guy. Who started jazz? He started. He was started. He's the guy that took it to that jazz level. He took the blues and, and made actually it like, like named a whole new genre. Yeah, it jazz. was him. Everybody Ooh. looked up to him, and he's so underrated. I believe uh, Louis Armstrong. So I, what I a unique I, voice that yeah. guy. But it was Holy. this trumpet playing and singing style that like made it like people were like, why is he singing like that? It was very, you know, the scatting and yeah, everything. Yeah, that yeah. was all him. He started it all, and I'm tripping out. That is so cool. Okay, yeah. we're gonna have to check that out now. <laughs> after watching this, Monza is gonna definitely go like, "Hey, but we gotta watch the history," because you know he just, as much as he doesn't want to admit it, he's over here just trying to uh, learn everything that you already know. No, no, <laughs> he's way ahead already. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so favorite song? Do you have one? If you mm, think uh, about stand it, stand by me. Really? Always. Okay. What's the story about that? Ah, I just love the, the the way it's produced. You know, and it it's just timeless. starts off with the bass line and then it, the singing, and then the whole orchestra comes. I mean, I just like this is a great produced song, and I love the story behind it because Benny King tried to pitch it to uh, um, Motown, uh-huh. and they were saying like, "This is like the stupidest song ever. <laughs> what is this? Stand by me." And You're then, like, "Oh, geez, you're supposed to be hardcore." No, <laughs> and then he eventually, you know, I'm just gonna go and record it myself, and it just and it now it's timeless. Timeless, and I, I, that's my favorite song of all time. Even okay, every that's time I stand hear by it. me, and yeah. everybody knows it. You know, it's know. that it's that song that sing along. And everybody has a story about where they were, what they're doing, how it affects, you know, um, what's going on in their life when that song comes on. Because yeah. I have a very vivid um, picture Throw of where I was. Yeah, you know. it's like it automatically transports you back to wherever you were when Beauty you first heard music. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I think music is definitely the only thing that can do that. Go to karaoke song. Uh, if you had a character, would it be Stand By Me too? Toto. Africa. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know the words, but I just like the way that melody is. They're like, put that Africa song, and everybody in the house is like. Yeah, yeah. They're waiting for that. Toto. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite food? Pizza. 
pizza? No, I love taro and pisupo. Okay. To tell you the truth. Island I mean, boy. Yeah, I just you love can never taro turn that down. Corned beef. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Who doesn't? If they've ever tried it, That's you true, know. Right. It's so bad, but so good. <laughs> it's definitely an artery clogger, but <laughs> it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Do you have a celebrity crush? Miss America 2001. <laughs> <laughs> she is a celebrity. What's cool about Angie is she's actually like in the game Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. That was uh, so crazy. We got calls from people like, uh, uh, do you realize you're on this board game that we just bought? That is so nuts. And that's because um, she is the first Asian, first Asian Pacific, right? Yep. Still is the only, well, not there's an Indian Asian is, now, right. but she's the first Filipino, you know. Yeah, Miss America. Miss and America she was first also teacher. the first teacher mm-hmm. who she's now a principal. She's like kind yeah, of no. a big deal, right? Yeah. Good job. Hey. <laughs> and every fault. time I talk to her, she always says that she's the lucky one. So. Oh, Good woman. Yes. <laughs> it's all those songs Somebody you wrote about her. She appreciates me. You're right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have a pet peeve? Uh, being late. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I just don't like that feeling when I'm like, oh, I'm late for something. So yeah. you're not someone then. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely. I'm late. No, trust me. Island time. It's just like, I'd rather not be late. <laughs> so are all your clocks like ten minutes fast or uh, something to try? Be and... married to a principal, yes. Oh yeah, you, know? you don't have the option no, of being late. But it's fine with me. Yeah. That's crazy though, because having five kids, I have two kids, and I think that's my excuse to be late to everything with now. The kids? Yeah, and I can't stand being late either. But now with two kids, I like can never get them ready. Soli and Gigi just uh, Soli will end up saying like, "I need to go poop" or something in the middle. I'm like, "Dang it, we got we're already ten minutes late." But you have five of them, and you still are on time to things I know, man. that's pretty impressive this show has just become a kid's show <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like all about my many oh yeah there's all these other assets too okay now what's something unique about you that maybe not a lot of people know like are you double jointed like for example can you do the splits run a mile in five minutes uh, eat 12 hot dogs in five seconds when i was about 10 i could do backflips what? <laughs> when you were 10. It's not really impressive because so we like have a, somebody who can do somersaults. Just so, just about a couple of years ago. Then. Yeah, a couple of years ago. I don't know. Can you imagine yourself doing a backflip now? Heck no. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think people are trying to imagine that right now, <laughs> and they're probably spitting out water. So when you're swimming in the ocean, you could probably <laughs> do backflips. I could do it back then. Or you might drown. Oh, let's <laughs> yeah. not try. <laughs> let's still not try. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um... I, we used to dive in Hawaii. We love like fishing. So you can actually fishing. like hold your breath for a long time. Not a long time, but I said like one of my, I loved doing that when I was back when home with diving. my friends. Yeah, we were diving like 30 feet, but like just being underwater. And being so young, time. that's, that's, I mean, not a lot of people get that opportunity or, cause you know, it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. But the fact that you were able to do that, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, now what's your swear word if you had to swear at one of at anybody swear word mm-hmm. if you had to curse sorry mom <laughs> i i think i curse in someone a lot more than it sounds bad because nobody really knows it yeah. you know <laughs> lately it's, lately, lately just for- <laughs> especially with the kids you know you just like they don't know what it means <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cursing. But I got a curse. Like, it's not really a curse word. The word bastard. You know, uh, so I, this is the thing. I bastard is just like in my brain probably till I die. So when I was young, I had this. Bruce Lee came out with the Return of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene after he beats up Chuck Norris. You know, here's that guy, the bad guy, run away. He stands up. He makes this intense fence face, and he goes, "You bastard." <laughs> And that's what. And I was like, that stuck in my head, and I was just like, every day I would practice. You bastard! Not knowing what it meant. So one day my mom was just like, take out the trash. I'm like, you bastard! Oh my! Oh, I hit the floor right after, (laughs) because you're like, how did you learn that? So, anyways, so yeah, I try not l- to say you bastard. It's the opposite. Then I like every time I hear bastard, I flinch. You like you're like oh, you still feel that it's like yeah. everlasting. Oh man, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall when you actually knowing mom the way I know mom. Oh, I know. Holy cow! Well, bad. actually knowing you, I could never even imagine you. Well, I didn't know what it meant. But, yeah, that 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 works. Still, yeah. <laughs> but you sure learned really fast. <laughs> All right, so those are our ninety, um, our ninety seconds, our quick questions, and like, wow. you know, it only took about Some twelve minutes. 
All right, let's get into the nitty gritty of okay. it. You just had a birthday, right? And we mentioned that um, briefly. The big, it was a milestone birthday. Yep. And how is it now? Do you Is it a lot different than maybe five years ago? Like, yeah. does is age really, like, does it make a difference? Well, we're closer now to the other zero. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, to the, Right, to your yeah. half century? Yeah. So, but somebody told me, well, like, when you're in your 30s, you know, you're, you're just kind of figuring it out. You know, 20s, you're just not really, you know, you're just goofing off and having uh-huh. fun. 30, you're trying to figure it out. 40 is when you're like, okay, this I'm, is where I'm I supposed to be. I know who I am, be, right. And, like, now this is the time to go, you know, like, take advantage of that opportunity. And but go you're not even yourself. 40 yet, so how yeah, would right, you? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Hey, anytime. <laughs> but I'm in, the, I'm in the thick of things. I feel like I'm doing what I, I was meant to do. I'm, I'm enjoying life, and uh, I have no regrets, you know, and uh, I, yeah, yeah, I, I'm happy with what I'm, I'm going through. Things could be better, of course, with with COVID and everything, but right. there's a lot of blessings that came out of that as well. You know, unfortunately, we lost a lot of family and friends, but at the same time, I got to spend more time with family and friends because of it. I'm so yeah. glad you brought that up. Yep. I mean, definitely 2020 has been. Uh, a history maker for us like I can't believe yeah. we're living in a time where we're going to see this in the history books and, and most right. likely teach our grandchildren mm-hmm. about it like we lived through we, 2020 we survived, we survived. Well, right right and speaking of which so like you're touching on 2020 how has that affected um, your career especially as an artist and a performing artist well you know I was a working musician you know, for a while now, you know, playing music all over L.A. and Orange County, Disney. Yeah. And uh, I just felt like I was just kind of going a mile a minute and not really uh, focusing on a little bit more on the artistry. Yeah. And because of COVID now, you know, the, there's not much, you know, work or opportunities to go out there and play at the venues that we normally do. Um, so I'm at, you know, kind of at home or at the studio and just thinking about like, you know, okay what what can i do now and it's great because i'm i'm realizing i'm i'm falling in love with music again because i wasn't at at that time right before covid it was work it was work it became work it became a job you know and people are, you got a cool job and i'm like yeah but it's still but a job but it's still you know? a job so, you're your own boss but you still yeah, have to it's, it's you're the, the only hustle, employee the hustle is on no matter what you know yeah but when it came down to kind of like sitting and trying to figure out what you want to do you know i started to realize like man there's a lot i need to improve on there's a lot of music that I want to do. There's a lot of things I want to say and write and, and, and write music to and and explore uh, with my culture and ethnic uh, or ethnicity with um, with dad and his music. And I feel like I want to continue his legacy, Yeah. Uh, which is why I recorded uh, like Eleni yes. and this new song, some, uh, Island Beauty. So uh, I want to continue his legacy even more. And I want him to see that because I feel like that'll be a nice gift for him, you know, while he's still around and to see that his kids are doing it and hopefully... He gets to see his grandkids and so forth. Let's talk about that project, um, Eleni, how going through it, because a lot of people don't realize that Jerome Fanana Gray has 15 albums. I know. Right? I yeah. mean, the man is a beyond a Machine. rock star. He is. <laughs> and he's like a one-take, he's a one-take, one-take genius. Guy. Yeah. Un- unbelievable mm-hmm. to see him do his thing. But when you right. took when you took on... Uh, the challenge of actually because it's a lot of his songs are in Samoan, yeah. and so the pronunciation, the enunciation of stuff, the actual like uh, inflections. So and there's it's so wordy. Mm-hmm. A lot of his songs are not only I mean they're like more than three minutes, mm-hmm. and the poetry in Dad's songs yeah. is unreal. So when you were starting the project, how what did you do to prepare and what did you want the essence of it to be when it was completed? Well, it was definitely a feat, I have to say. It was yeah. probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done. Not just because, you know, like I wanted to um you know, I wanted to do good, you know, you know, I want to do justice to his music. But, you know, you also have the public. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, there was Jerome Gray's son. Let's see what he can do. You know, like. Absolutely. That, that's some big shoes to fill. And us as Polynesians and as Psalm 1, right? Critical. Very critical. Very critical. But we I are so like, quick to, like, tear each other oh, down. I <laughs> but I, I just told myself, you know what? This is my gift to my dad. I don't care what anybody thinks. And I'm, I'm just going to give it my all and, and do whatever whatever I can do to, to you know, to do this for him. Because, you know, when after uh, my mom died, uh, you know, there was something about him that changed. 
you know, he just lost his best friend. And when he had a stroke again, or like, oh my gosh, man, like, you know, he's not doing well. I need to bring something to his life so to make him a little bit more happy and, you know, to right, look forward. And to look forward to what something to look forward to. Yeah. And in the middle of the year last year, I was thinking, man, I want to redo a lot of his songs. 23 songs of his. I put it all Phew. in one record. We did a Kickstarter campaign to raise all that money. We raised about. Gosh, I think 10. Wow. And, uh, you know, I went into the studio and we we recorded 23 songs in six months (laughs) and we presented it to him with this beautiful um, presentation with the the painting, painting. um, And and he cried and you were there. You know, it was like one of the best. And he he put his hand on my shoulder and he's like, uh, you know, my heart is complete. Uh, You know, it's like I thought I was going to die and nobody was going to continue my music for my kids. I was just like, oh, my gosh, thank God I did this (laughs) because... Right? You know? Did you go through a lot of doubt while you were doing the project? Every day. Six months is a long time. I mean, it's a short time for 23 songs, but it's still a long time. (laughs) Because I had to learn all these lyrics. And I had to try to, like, you know, there were so many times in the microphone I was just throwing stuff because I'm like, oh, man, I can't, like, my dad is still kicking my butt. I can't sing this well as he does, you know? Mm -hmm. And somebody said, like, don't sing like like him. Be yourself and do this as a tribute to him, you know? Show him that you do it your own way. So I, I took that to heart and just like, you know what? I'm just going to sing this the way I feel, like my own interpretation of it. Right. So. And it's an amazing project. You have to make sure that you cop it. <laughs> um, where can everybody get Eleni? Well, the 23-song uh, the album only was only for the Kickstarter people, but I'm releasing these songs as singles, and hopefully we're going to split it up in a couple of albums. Eleni came out. Uh, in, right in the beginning of the pandemic because yeah. we, we just like, you know, let's just release something. And, and it was good. And I was got radio play in Hawaii, New Zealand, Australia. Uh, and I'm here also over here. <laughs> Some right? people are playing it. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we got Island Beauty coming out that just came out yesterday. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, like that you have Island Beauty now. And let's talk about Island Beauty and how yeah. that song came about. Well, you know, this was released in 1980. It was the second album that uh, Jerome uh, produced under Tom Moffat, very famous uh, producer, producer, producer and a promoter in Hawaii. He mm-hmm. brought Elvis Presley and all the big guys out there. But he was the only Samoan group that he he produced uh, around that time, uh, 79, 80, when, and he brought Tom Moffat down to Samoa. Wow. Um, and so, like, part of the, the whole project was the song called Samoan Beauty. And I every time I hear that song, like, yeah, this is a really gorgeous tune. You know, at the saxophone. Oh, it's beautiful. And, and gorgeous tune. And I was like, man, I would love to redo this, but a little bit more like kind of a baby face type of thing. And I I changed the word Samoan to Island Beauty. That way we can have a bigger audience enjoy it. So all the islanders can feel like this is about me. Even in Jamaica or if you're Tasmania, whatever. If you're on an island, this is for you. Yeah. So Island Beauty. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, Now, you touched a little bit about um, mom passing away. That was a huge deal. That was in 2019, Mm -hmm. right? So coming up on her um, two-year anniversary. How have you kind of healed or found a way to move forward from that? Because mom... um, just a little bit of a backstory is you and your family, your mom and dad, something that I've always admired is how close knit you and your siblings and your mom and dad are. And so when mom passed away, that was huge and it was unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah. I mean, she was sick. I mean, you know, mom loved her food and she loved sweets and that's a fault that we all have to. Yeah. You so guys we, all, you guys <laughs> all inherited that all trait. Inherited that long, you guys are so trait. sweet. <laughs> Gosh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, but um, I think we coped uh, through it with the music, honestly. And I think my dad did the same way, did the same thing. Yes. And uh, I mean, gosh, my best friend, my wife, you know, she's been amazing uh, support through all of that. And uh, I, mom also thought of her as a daughter, as you, you know, but I think uh, every day I just got to talk it over with Angie, my experiences with her, me doing things artistically expressing myself because i think i i express myself a, a lot better than just talking really sometimes right, so right. the music uh whether i'm just creating stuff at home whatever uh and i think of her a lot uh, so it's 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 great because i'm releasing this music like Simon beauty because it was written for her and a lot of people don't know that when they hear it they're like oh did you write that for your wife not so it's dedicated to my wife and all the women in in my family you know daughters and all you know and, but it was mainly for mom 
So yeah, uh, that it helps doing this project. Yeah. yeah. So that's your way of, of healing and healing. actually yeah. tributing, like like you said, communicate your feelings. Um, man, that is awesome. All your music. How do you kind of recall? how much music you have out there now or like that you've written well, okay let me let me rephrase <laughs> right. that what how old are you when you wrote your your or do you remember what your first song was? my first song oh gosh it's just interesting you brought that up i wrote it when i was dating my wife at the time in college you know I was okay coming, back yeah. up though you <laughs> and angie have been high school sweethearts yeah 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 so Basically. since you were in high school and you guys have literally like you is that your only girlfriend? One and only, pretty much. People <laughs> she are had, like, what? She had no another way. boyfriend, like uh, s- s- just a brief moment. Side action. You know these <laughs> Filipino girls. Oh, I can't wait for you to. I can't wait to see the repercussions of that comment. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm sleeping on the couch. Tonight. Right for sure. But um, so you've been high school sweethearts. Gosh, that's amazing that you married your. First and only girlfriend. First and only girlfriend. And she's awesome. Yeah. Like, okay. Kind of had the jackpot on So, me. for your first song, yeah. you were dating her at the time? Yeah, and you know, with my broke ass, I had no <laughs> money to buy anything for her. So, I literally wrote a song on the plane, you know, for Christmas, I believe. You know, and uh, I sang it to her on Christmas Day, which is me on the guitar. And I was, what was it called? Um... Gosh, I forgot what it was called. Anyway, she knows all the lyrics to my songs more than I do. <laughs> yeah, which I'm really excited about. I think that's a great segue okay. into this game. Uh, I'm terrible at this. Um, I just remember uh, when I was going through um, my research, you know, to be, even though you're my brother-in-law, I wanted to just find some little gems, right, okay. to not maybe remind you, but also to let you know um, about this amazing man here. But it's the 10th anniversary Ooh. of one of your EPs when you were the artist formerly known as Teeny Gray, okay. you're now Lord Grayson. Oh, but in 2011, you came out with an EP yeah. called Better Place. Yeah. So I want to try this with you. You're going to be my first victim for this little um, little game we're going to play. It's called okay. Finish That Lyric. All right. Okay. So <laughs> these are your songs. I know. <laughs> I, maybe you should phone a friend. We should call Angie. Yeah, She'll probably I think know. Angie all the- and two other people only know that I had this record out. <laughs> So Better Place, though, tell us a little bit about Better Place. Do you remember? Because a lot of the songs here kind of yeah. remind me of just your journey with Angie. Pretty much. You know, uh, later on when I found out that I wanted to do this as a career, it was, you know, a lot of people find uh, their inspiration from uh, relationships. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, mine is good. <laughs> So they, you're like, damn it, all my songs have to be happy. I know. And I got <laughs> criticized for that. Like, oh, there he goes again, writing songs, you know, for his whatever. You know, why can't you write any cool songs about, like, yearning Heartbreak for so and so? I'm like, you said no to me. <laughs> so later on, I had to imagine, like, oh, okay, what if, what, you know. Angie, what? like, broke my heart. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Miserable. <laughs> that must have been really hard to do. It was hard, I have to tell you. <laughs> like, gosh, every song here is sappy and, like, happy. What's wrong with that? Hey, that's a good tagline. Yeah, sappy and happy, baby. Sappy and ha- well, yeah, sappy and happy doesn't spell sell sometimes. <laughs> You're like, we're all about the tragedies. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, please, minor chords. We need a minor chord in there. <laughs> Misery loves company. Yeah. Come on, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to start this off. I'm going to start off with um, Broken Arrows. All right. Uh, do, you, do you remember that at all? Yeah, <laughs> we're going to see how that goes. Okay, here goes Broken Arrows. Let's see. We're actually gonna fast forward a little bit, right? Okay. All I get a broken arrow. Yeah, let's see, let's check. That's the hook, thank goodness. <laughs> ding ding, you got one. Dang. You got one. <laughs> Great song. I um used to like play this hardcore and so you had taken all of your music down and i was so happy okay that when i was searching through my library 
thank goodness and i had better places wow. and it was just meant to be because it's okay. the 10th year now i thought i destroyed the evidence <laughs> completely. no no i got it i got it i think i still have the hard copy Ooh. too as well. well so i can't wait to these are for you can put right exactly i can't wait to i can't wait to re-gift that to you one year um all right so next one is what she needs all right okay okay are you ready are you sure Sometimes. <laughs> okay, what she needs by the artist formerly known as <laughs> TD Gray. All right, I'm gonna go right here. Look at all this sappy, happy oh. love song. <laughs> Hey. Okay. I'm giving you a little time. Okay. Okay, okay. And then I'm going to stop. Do you remember what you said there? Girl. <laughs> I'm not something. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is so good. Mm-mm. <laughs> I think the show is done. <laughs> Dude, wow. that was such a Who gem. Who writes like that? It's like, hey, uh, <laughs> was that your Motown kind of take on it? <laughs> that's what happens when you're at home experimenting on your own. You're Dude, just like, oh, God. I think that's my favorite line that's in all of your projects. when you don't have a producer. <laughs> in all of your projects, like, I'm a slow mover. That's why you need a producer, guys. You need a producer to work with. Dude. To say that's good and that's not good. I love how you kind of remember those. Like, I said, like, I talked g girl. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That was so awesome. I would never I'm write like that again. I'm a slow mover. Oh, man. And you had to do, like, your island, you know, just how what? you really speak. You're, you're like, you mean fob sometimes? <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it. You said it. Wow. Okay, uh, let's do your title song, Better Place, shall we? Let's see how how good you are in this. Because so far, it's 1-1. One, one. I should have okay. been here on April Fool's uh, segment. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Maybe we'll have to replay this on April oh, Fool's for sure. That's a good idea. Okay. Title song, Better Place. No. I think this is the vanilla part of the show. <laughs> Why are you laughing? These are timeless lyrics, bro. They are timeless. <laughs> Time, timeless to go. Every. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, that was the stop. Everybody smiles in the same language. Yes, I think you got it. I think you got it. Let's wow. see. Let's see. Yeah. Oh. That is really sappy. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a boombox right now. I'd be like, sunshines and rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> no, I gotta tell you about that line, that lyric. That's a lyric from high school. Really? I I don't know what it was. I think it was religion class. I went to a Catholic high school, yeah. and there was a picture. Of some kittens that said everybody smiles. Oh, no, kids. And they say everybody smiles in the same language. Like people from Asia, Africa, and like different. Oh, smiles my. In the same language. And that just stuck in my head. I guess all, I need to get this out of my head. I'm going to put it in a song. It's like, and everybody smiles in the same language. We are the world. <laughs> That's your we are the world? That's a we are the world song, I love it. Man. Smile in every language. I mean, we do. That's pretty cool. Okay. Now, your other project, though, I want to put in... Um, was Nifo Oti, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so I think I think we did it. I think you yeah, survived. Me <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I think we have enough footage for all the memes and the new um, <sighs> gifts that are going to be coming out for yeah. Lil Grayson. Um, when you need a promo for mm -hmm. Island Beauty, I got you. All right, <laughs> I got yes. you. Um, so you had Nifo Oti come out. That was a cool project too. That was a what 2017, a mm -hmm. few years ago. Um, what was that? Uh, project when you came up because that song is so dope. Like a lot of the dance groups yep. 
did dances to it. You know, I it was right around that time I, I wanted to explore, um, you know, writing, uh, Samoan music, yeah. and actually, you know, singing some classics. But uh, you know, uh, Tui Letuli was his dad, uh, Olo Letuli. Yes. And uh, you know, he's known as the godfather of Fire Knife, and so he's a close friend with my dad. And and Tui asked my dad, "Can you write a song for my uh, for my father, please, as a tribute to him?" And my dad knew Olo Letuli back in the day, and they were good friends, and he understood what it meant. So you know, he wrote the whole song. Um, he came out with these lyrics, and I was just like, "These beautiful lyrics, Dad." And he had the way his initial song sounded very um, like. Yeah, la, 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 la. Very, uh, you know, traditional Samoan yeah. chanting, which was okay. It was great, actually. Right, it, was, right. it was great. But uh, I told him, Dad, can I try something new? You know, let's try some new melodies that nobody's ever heard of. Can I produce it? So he gave me the reins and he said, Here, go with it. Such and, a uh, great song. Yeah. So I and wrote what the you melody did with it. Yeah. So awesome. It was a lot of fun. Because then the Fire Knife dancers, like, they really could do their thing to it. You and that know? was the whole idea. I was like, Man, why don't. This song about fire knife dancing, why don't we just write it for them, have the production with the drumming, and so they can use it while they're daffing, dancing yeah, uh, yeah. the fire knife dance. So fortunately, some a few of them do, uh, they use the song. It absolutely worked, and, and, and that was a really cool project. And then you came into Eleni, the 23-song who feat yeah. that you did. Well, we did, I did Maliatoa after oh, that. Oh, that's right, Maliatoa. And that was cool because it was my he first was, ballad. And he's really close to, to yeah, dad as well. Yeah, he was very well, close to Mali too. And then we took a poem that was written by uh, one of his, Tano Malifa, I believe was his name. And uh, he said, can you put music to it? And so it, Pops has been sitting on it for like a decade or two. Right. And I said, this is beautiful lyrics. Can I try? So I wrote the melody to that as well. And I, that was when I started to build courage and, and some, uh, you know, motivation to, to work on Pops music. Oh, man. Um all of these projects you're going to be releasing probably soon, or, or are they able yeah, to get within, it? Yeah, uh, within a year or two. You know, I'm just trying to build some steam and hopefully uh, trying to figure out, you know, like how to position myself out there in the market. And yeah, and um, so all your social media, do yeah. you have, what's your name on social media? It's at Lil Grayson, hashtag Lil Grayson, everything. So Facebook, Instagram, yep. you have a YouTube channel. A YouTube channel. Okay, cool. And everybody's saying, like, what what is your niche? You know, I'm not the reggae guy. I'm not, like, uh, you know, the jazz or the... I'm kind of more on the adult contemporary, yeah. you know, so I, I'm grown hoping... Grown and sexy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, grown for sure. And, uh, you know, I feel like I want to be out there with Tevaka. Oh, you know, I yes. Would love to, I would love to tour the world and share the same stage as people like Tevaka. And, and they are in and, a lane um, of their own, so that's a really yeah. great... Um, you know, uh, market, kind of, yeah, yeah for you to in. go in because there's really nobody else. No. And I want people, I want people all over the world to experience Samoan music and Pacific Island music. Um, and, and I want to, I want to be proud of my Samoan music and really bring it out into the limelight and, and do something different, you know, that people can gravitate towards. I wish, um, we had more time you're, where you're definitely going to have to come back. Cause there's just so much that Why you not? have done in your career. I mean, like you were on the voice. Yeah. We're just going to touch on it real quick. You were on the voice as a contestant and that experience, was really cool was I awesome. think in the sense of that mom was on there and your story got to come on yep it was a during lot of fun. the intro I didn't get to turn a chair though that was the only bummer I was just like what I know I that thought that was the end of my career because like dad was there and my my kids were crying I'm like <laughs> I'm not I'm gonna go back to architecture but then I think I turned it around I was just like you know to my kids like son this is nothing we're gonna stand up and continue on and Pops was like, oh, and I bummer. think that's a testament actually for any artist or for anybody with a dream is that just because you didn't get a chair turn, turn yeah. yeah, and that can that philosophy can go in life. I it's, totally it's thought how that was you the end of my career. That's <laughs> great. I'm so I was glad like, it wasn't. I was okay to sing in front of millions of people on TV. I was I was nervous about like if they don't turn a chair, this is the end of my career. <laughs> But then, it, wasn't it Gwen Stefani's first, um, first and for, yeah, season? Yeah, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, it was the first one. It was her first season, and so there was like a lot of the things in the background that was. I was like one that. of the first people to go on, so they were still trying to like, gosh, we got a hundred more people to go. Right. I got to save for like you <laughs> right, know, other guys. Right, right. Um, yeah, I just that's loved- my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> my story. I just love that you got to share that with um, mom. Mom was on there in the story, and at least if nothing else. 
um, that your story was being told. You oh, know, like yeah. dad was, 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 her story was told. I mean, Angie looked fabulous, the kids and mom. And that's, that's something you'll I'm glad definitely we do that for them. It's yeah. immortalized mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And just the, ch- the courage and of like how many Pacific Islanders can actually make it onto the voice. So, well, a few. They try to, to get you. one at least every year. And I'm glad I love the recent one, Joseph Soul. Yes, he good went buddy pretty of mine. far. Yeah, I, I'm so proud of him, man. He the, did really well. So proud. We're actually going to have him on the show. So yes! I can't wait. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm speaking it into existence. But um, yeah. So the voice, that was an amazing experience. You got to do that. Yep. Um, also, uh, you, you've been an artist now for how long? Like you've been performing. Maybe for, for the over, last decade I've been. Like. Yeah. Okay. Solidly just gigging. Yeah. And, um, and if you weren't doing music. So you touched on. Uh, the architecture part. A lot of people don't know that that's actually what your degree is in. Right. Yep. <laughs> your uh, degree is in architecture, Woodbury University, Burbank. Wow. <laughs> so you didn't even realize you wanted to do music, or you did, uh, or you weren't trying I to say it. Actually, okay. no. I always wanted to work for Disney. Honestly, I wanted to be an animator. I wanted to be a cartoonist. I loved drawing at that age, and I, I loved to create things. And I was really gravitating towards working for Disney. But my dad con- was convinced by the high school counselor, "There's no money in it. You should do." <laughs> architecture i'm like what I, that's miserable because my grandfather was a carpenter my uncles they were all in like that world but uh you know i wanted but you know my dad was just like okay he's going to architecture school and and you did it you completed it i completed it i mean i had fun i met my lifelong friends yeah you know, but it yeah. wasn't i wasn't happy i worked in the i worked in the architecture world for a couple of years and i realized like this is not for me yeah yeah well, at least you gave it a chance, and I then did. you came You came home. I came home. To music. To, yeah, fell back to what I... <laughs> but then your animation, I, I want to touch on it. Yeah. Um, I know we don't have time, but it's like Nalu's Wave. Oh, yeah. That's a new project working that you on have. A, yeah, a kid's TV show we're working on with my wife and a few other uh, producers. You know, we're trying... It's like a, a Polynesian Sesame Street. We want to teach and, and teach culture, teach language to Pacific Islanders using puppetry and, and all these fun things that we're producing with animation. It's um, so cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot it's of fun. We're just very, looking for somebody so cool. to, to help us pick it up, you know, financially. Yeah. Yeah. And during the pandemic, we actually got to hang out with um, with Nalu, you know, and the characters from Nalu's Wave because you did a Halloween like program. We did Christmas. And Christmas. Yeah. I think, yeah, you didn't do a Thanksgiving, but Christmas and Halloween. And that was so awesome to be with the puppies and see the kids. What well, they um, could do. Yeah. Anime, because we were on Zoom. We were thinking, man, this pandemic sucks. You know, like, let's this, this do something for the kids and the family. So we were like, let's just do something on zoom bring out all our our, our our puppeteers that some people were on sesame street literally that's so amazing they're all helping out they were on uh, nickelodeon so we had something going when the pandemic hit so we're like oh, you know what let's, let's try to figure out another time to pitch it yeah and this is exactly why everyone loves lulu was created is because every single person is so unique and such like i mentioned before an endangered species like this everybody has their story that is that you can't hear anywhere else, but you know, only you can tell it. And thank you so much, Laura Grayson, for I, joining me today. And what so a wonderful I, show. I'm good to tell my you. story because of you. So thank, thank you. you. So before we go though, I'd like to share Island Beauty. If that's okay, would you be down to play it? Of course I got a guitar right here. Alrighty. Island Beauty by the almost famous. He's about to be he's famous in our hearts. Loa Gray <laughs> Grayson. Trade winds blow your name to me. Waves of the sea whispering that you are waiting there for me. Unfold your dreams You are paradise Your magic charms Enlights my life Fulfill my dreams My island maiden Lives across the sea Stars, the moon, and you 
the hills, the sand is you. The birds are singing too. This song is all for you. This is an ode to my island beauty, and she. Stars, the moon, and you, the hills, the sand is you, the birds are singing too. My song is all for you. This is an ode to my island. got me on that one that's dedicated to you tonight <laughs> thank you man the last time i i heard you sing that song um with someone beauty in it right was at mom's yes you know so that wow i know she's looking down so proud right now i hope so well i'm sure she's beautiful thank you, thank you. i love it with island beauty <laughs> and just the new rendition of it it's so make sure you get it it's already out spotify yeah. itunes apple music YouTube yeah. and at Loa Grayson yeah. um, for everything Loa Grayson that you need to do all his songs. Oh my God, I'm such a mess. I'm probably going to lose the eyelash. <laughs> hey, Thanks you got a show lot, to finish. Logan. You got a show to finish. <laughs> I'm going to finish strong with honor. <laughs> um, so to all our Island Beauties out there. That's right. Man. <laughs> Please pick up your Island Beauty t-shirt very soon. It's oh, coming out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can't wait. Look to out for that. For sure. Yes. Hopefully we get first dibs. You of know, course. everyone loves Lulu. <laughs> Family connection, hopefully. Mm. Dude, that's where we pull the eyeing card That's right. For sure. That's right. <laughs> Make sure you tune into Everyone Loves Lulu with me, your girl, Miss Lulu, at Miss Lulu, M-Y-Z-L-U-L-U. And on all your podcast favorites, so you can check us out, yo. Mwah, mwah, mwah. See, hear, and speak love on Everyone Loves Lulu. Mm -hmm. See, love, hear, love, speak love. Everyone loves Lulu.